0: Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicki Weinberg. Today on the podcast, my guest is Therese Autumnblad, founder of Small Business Collaborative. So, Therese works of product-based business founders who sell to retail stores, and we have had Therese on the podcast before, talking about wholesale and how to get your products into stores. So, today, I've asked Therese to join us to talk about another aspect of selling B2B, which is trade shows. I put a post on Instagram a while ago and I also asked in my free Facebook group and lots of you had questions about trade shows and um, Teresa's really kindly answers all of them as well as some of my own questions um, which were very basic I have to be honest but I really think this is a fantastic episode and if you're even just considering um, selling at trade shows at some point down the line I think you'll take a lot away from this conversation so I would now love to introduce you to Teresa. So hi, Therese. Thank you for joining me on the podcast again. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So um, for everyone who hasn't listened to the previous episode, can you please just um, tell us who you are and what you do, please?
1: Yeah. So my business is called Small Business Collaborative. And for the last four years or so, I have been helping small business owners start and grow their wholesale. So Anywhere from before you launch your products up till, you know, you're being stocked in the shelves and wanting to expand and sell abroad or whatever it might be. Um, I have a background in sales, so um, I come from a selling background with it. I know a few people that do similar things come from a buying background, so we have a slightly different take on it, but yeah. I just run courses and do ones-to-ones, um, mainly to, to help businesses grow their
0: business and sales, I guess. That's amazing. Thank you. And I've invited you on today to talk about trade shows because after i attended and actually i know you attended the top drawer trade show this autumn and um, i've had lots of questions about trade shows who they're good for um all kinds of questions so um, i don't know the answers but i know you do which is why i've had invited you on so if it's okay i'm just going to run through some of the questions that i have and um we can chat about it amazing i love
1: trade shows even if i'm an introvert like I know that some people say, "Oh, I'm an introvert and I don't like trade shows," but I love trade shows. I like to complain when I'm standing there and my back aches, but I like them. So <laughs> uh, it's a good topic to talk about.
0: Amazing. I've only been to one, and yeah, I I really loved it, and I do plan to go to, to more. I just think it's brilliant. Um, so let's start out. This is a really sounds like a really silly question but let's start by talking about what trade shows are just in case there's anyone who isn't you know entirely clear maybe they haven't heard of a trade show or perhaps their perception of what it is might be slightly different so can we start there please
1: yeah absolutely I don't think there is such thing as a silly question it's you know if you haven't been you haven't heard about it how are you supposed to know um but For our industry, it is definitely, you know, a place where you do B2B selling. So business to business. So brands exhibit and they have a stand there and they show their products to retail buyers. And there's both large ones that come and visit and small independent shop owners that come and visit. And they are definitely for selling. In some industries, it's more like a meet and greet but in our product-based industry it you're there to sell so expect that you will be taking orders if you're going that should
0: be one of your goals um, for exhibiting really amazing thank you so what are some of the benefits of exhibiting a trade show why might this be something we want to consider
1: I still think, you know, despite all the wholesale marketplace platforms that has popped up the last few years, I still think there's nothing like meeting people in real life, seeing how they interact with your products, getting to speak to them about their business, and there's still no other way that you can meet that many people in such a short amount of time and actually making a a real-life connection. So I think that is the biggest
0: benefit with them, really. Amazing. Thank you. And I guess it's also great that you can meet so many people in one day or two days or however long you exhibit at, can't you?
1: Yeah, and you meet other brands too, perhaps brands that are you know new to it like you are so you can you you kind of help and bounce off each other or people with a little bit more experience that you have and you can pick up tips and stuff so it is a really nice thing to do um when you're ready to do it and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in a bit
0: <laughs> yeah actually let's talk about that now let's jump straight in actually so when is the right time to do it so I think that it's really, really
1: important that you are ready to exhibit as shows. I think it's really easy to get that FOMO, you know, when everyone goes to top drawer, for example. It feels like you should have been there (laughs) and it can kind of become a little bit like you get pulled in and if you start speaking to show organizers, you get even more like validation for that you should be there. But I really think that it's important that you... I mean, if you don't have a big budget, if you have a big budget, you can prepare and you can spend money and get help to prepare regardless. So you can exhibit from, you know, when you launch. But if you don't have a big budget, I would say that you should start to wholesale first, and get your first few stockies first only because then, you know, your margins are working, your prices are working and you're not going to go to the trade show exhibit and spend thousands of pounds to be there and but for buyers then not to be able to buy from you because you haven't considered your pricing the right way so i think ideally you have done some wholesale or you've had some help with your pricing and margins first and having your products retail ready because i think it's it is an investment so those things needs to be considered before you exhibit One reason why I started my business actually is because I was exhibiting at shows and I was meeting so many small, amazing brands. But then the retail buyers I was speaking to, they were saying, oh, but I can't buy from them because they haven't considered VAT. I would lose money if I bought from them. And I was just thinking it's so sad that there's no one like, you know, helping those people. (laughs) So that was my whole Business idea many years before I started. Basically,
0: thank you. And as well as knowing your pricing and your margins, is there anything else you specifically have to have to exhibit? So, I don't know. Do you need a? I don't know. If catalogs the right word. What do you need? Like a catalog or a price list? Do you need? Is there anything else sort of physical you need? So we won't talk about sort of setting out your your show or your space, but in terms of things that you should have to hand or have ready.
1: Yeah, I am a fan believer in having a physical catalogue.
0: I know some
1: lots of brands are moving away from it, from a sustainability point of view, a cost-saving perspective. But I still don't think there's anything quite like a buyer walking away with some information that... It's like a magazine of your brand, really telling your brand story, showcasing your products in a way that you can control, not just what they're remembering, if they remember. Um, And there's plenty of buyers that are just as old fashioned as I am. (laughs) And they do like catalogs. I, You know, if you have a catalog, you have a price order form that you can give people, there's almost every show I've done I've given it out on one day next day someone comes back with a filled in order form because they sat down with a glass of wine and you know started got a head start on their ordering and I don't think if you give someone a postcard with a QR code you will get the
0: same yeah, I think that makes sense. Thank you. I could I and I definitely can see your point about sustainability and why people might choose not to. Um, but I think also, because I mean I because I mentioned I was at a trade show a few months ago and I came back. I'm just actually looking at the pile of stuff I came back with, just walking around. And um, a lot of it gets lost. If you get a little business card or a flyer, um, yeah, it's not quite as appealing as the you know the brands who give you like a, even if it's like a, a leaflet and it's just got a bit more information on, mm. on on there just a few pages even those are the ones that that to me like I remembered more afterwards. yeah
1: yeah and that's what you want right you want the buyers to go through all the things that they gathered at the show and remember you your business card is not going to jig anyone's memory about what kind of products you make You know, well, at least not if you have the memory I have, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You do and then like you question will that person go and look you up on your website? Will they go and check your Instagram to remind themselves of who you are? Or will that be something they intend to do but never quite get around to? And then all the catalogues they go through and then they spent all their budget.
0: You know. And is there anything else other than sort of having a catalogue? Is there anything else you can do to make yourself memorable? I think it's really important to be prepared to sell when you're at
1: the show, not in a sleazy car salesman sort of way, but having practised how you're going to open up a conversation, how you're going to make it personal, questions that you can ask them to actually get a bit of interaction, because it can be a little bit scary in the beginning you need to be qualifying those people that stop quite quickly so you don't waste anyone's time Uh, so I think just by being really well prepared you can stand out and I think making sure that you have considered how the products will be displayed in the actual physical store so it's not you know it needs to have your brand on there it needs to you know look like they can instantly picture it in their shop instead of um thinking oh how on earth would I display that in my shop I think if you've thought about all those things then
0: you're off to a good start amazing thank you and in a moment we'll talk a little bit more about your space and how you might set that out because um I've certainly noticed that there's you know there's a real variety in how people choose to kit out their space and I'm sure you've got some thoughts and some tips on that another thing I would love to know before we go into the like the logistics is how do you know which trade show to choose because in our industry there are lots mm. um and obviously they cost money so you might you know maybe you can't afford to be everywhere so you, you pick one um how do you know what to choose and also is there sorry this is two questions but is there a a time of year that's that's better to be exhibiting at um because I know for example top draw have a spring and an autumn do you have any thoughts on whether if someone has you know for the for the year they have enough budget to do one show one time a year um what are your thoughts on all of that so
1: spring shows are generally larger than autumn shows um some more exhibitors um generally big buyers will start buying they all work slightly differently but as a general rule of them they will start looking at christmas at the january february shows so if you want to deal with large retailers in a way and you want to sell them christmas i suppose a spring show would be better for you but if you don't have any christmas stuff to show them because you haven't planned out your range a year in advance then I suppose it doesn't matter (laughs) because at autumn shows people you meet also the big buyers looking at next spring and stuff but you also have retail buyers placing orders for right there and then so you I tend to say that you get more long leads in spring shows you still take orders for spring and all that but you get slightly more long leads in spring, but you get more shorter ones in the autumn. But that is such a generalization. Um, so it really depends on what kind of brand you are, what season is the best season of time of the year for you, what kind of products you sell. And I guess what's most convenient for you as well. You know, you have as small business owners, it has to fit into your life as well um but yes i think spring or autumn you can have slightly different experience but i don't think it's a huge consideration on them you know which one you should choose i if you can i would go and visit them first because there's nothing the same you know it's not the same as seeing it online right go and visit a show, see what draws you into people's stand, what stand designs do you like, what location do you like, um, what kind of layouts do you like? You know, you can get a lot of inspiration by going to visit. It's not always possible. So if you can't go and visit or even you can, might do both of these things, have a look for who exhibited the show. So if brands that are, are stocked in your retailers that you already supply, are they at those shows? Because that might be an indication that that's the right show for you or ask your retail buyers which shows they visit. And if you haven't started wholesaling yet or you're just at the beginning of that journey, then at least look for brands that you want to be stocked alongside that you feel that you have a very similar customer to. And that might be a good place to...
0: So sort to of figure out the show is right for you that's really useful thank you and then I guess it's also like the geographical stuff because there are shows in London shows in Birmingham I believe so I guess yeah. it also might come down to where you're located and where you can reasonably get to
1: yeah there's also quite a lot of smaller regional shows I would say that they have not been as busy as they used to be so the bigger shows in London and Birmingham are probably more popular now but you can also think out, even in London and, you know, Birmingham, they, you can think outside the box. Like I have a greeting cards uh, publisher that I work with, and she mainly sells to like farm shops and delis. So she hasn't done like top draw, but she did the farm and deli show instead. And, you know, she's one of the few card publishers there, but she she
0: knows her audience. That is really interesting, and I, I imagine there are other sort of sort of shows specific to certain types of retail. Are there? So I yeah. don't know, news agents. So I can't think. Different, you know, different.
1: different yeah, of course, there's well. different for different niches. There's like Lee, which is more for garden centres and that sort of thing. Of course, garden centres also visit the general trade shows. So, you know. It's, it depends on which one you want to do. There's pet ones. If you make dog toys or, you know, if you make children's like baby things and children's stuff, maybe it's better for you to go to playtime in Paris instead of doing, you know, trying to fit into more a general area at top drawer, for example. So, you know, those are the sort of things I think you really
0: it's easier to figure out if you can visit first. Thank you. I agree. I think that if you've got the time to walk around and just see, yeah, well, I just think it's such so inspiring, isn't it? Just walking around and seeing what people are doing, what they're exhibiting, how they set their spaces out.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to rush into it. Like, I mean, in fact, like I think trade shows is one of the few things I see brands rushing to do Early on, and that is like, you know, generally speaking, it's going to be a minimum of two thousand pounds, probably a bit more than that, more than two and a half, three. Whereas, you know, if they are looking to get some help with their business, they might come to someone like you and me. But, you know, they want most of the time, they will have a discovery call first, and we're talking about like hundreds of pounds instead of. Several thousands of pounds, but you know, that will be considered decision to invest in help. Whereas a lot of people go to and book a trade show, spending way more money without visiting. And so, I would definitely encourage people to visit
0: first. Thank you. And talking about money, so the two to three thousand pounds you quoted is that to have a space, or does that include actually like fitting out your space as well?
1: Yeah, so if you have a small space, I would say all in is probably more like two to three grand for most shows. And uh, sometimes a organizer have like you know first time exhibitors kind of start packages where you get a little bit of furniture, you get um, maybe you get some lighting or some uh, you know a socket, a plug socket or something. But Or you might just be getting a shell scheme where it's just a few white walls. So um, it's good to figure that out beforehand. I would say if, then to fit out your stand, even if you have some sort of starter stand with a little bit of a table and stuff, I think in most cases, it's going to be at least 500 quid or something to fit it up plus VAT because unless lighting is included in the stand, that's probably going to take up at least half of that cost. And you're going to need some sort of graphics, some shelving of some type, some storage to hide away, you know, your jacket or your bag or whatever it might be. And um yeah, so and then you need catalogues on top of that, transport, storage,
0: hotel,
1: food. So it all adds
0: up. It does. And I'd love to talk a little bit about this, fitting out your shell as well, if that's okay. Because when you were just talking, then I was thinking, well, wow, logistically, it's, it sounds like quite a job because unless I guess you're in a position where you can do it yourself, um, you maybe you have to find someone to do your lighting, someone to do carpentry, someone to do vinyl, graphics. Um, how does that work? Is that something that you as the exhibitor on charge, you get this space and you have free reign to bring people in? Or do the shows have people who kind of do that? How, how does that generally work? You can rent stuff from the show, but it's generally
1: really expensive and it's much cheaper to source yourself basically the things that you can't rent from the show is things like if you want lighting and I recommend everyone to have lighting I do not recommend you know saving on lighting but there's two ways to do it either you rent a plug socket and then you bring your own lights in and or you rent you know lighting from them Though That's something where you can't get away from you need either or basically. Um whereas you know if you want a table or a chair or some shelves, that is a lot cheaper to bring yourself, and also usually a lot nicer. I mean, i I've been been to IKEa a lot of times and come up with very creative ways of using IKEa furniture. Um, but, you know, things like Facebook Marketplace, even like, you know, used IKEA stuff sometimes or, you know, eBay or that sort of thing. I mean, if you just have cards, for example, it's, you know, you could just get some of those little ledges in Homebase or B&Q. Or if you need to hang something, you could just get like a rod and some sort of material to hang it or hooks or whatever in the diy stores so i think thinking it's a little bit outside of the box can save you quite a lot of money i mean definitely bought planter shelves in amazon for example last minute
0: to (laughs) put stuff on thank you and does it work that you like a day or a couple of days before you're allowed to go in and yeah generally so like the biggest stands are allowed to come in
1: earlier but the ones that it has a shell scheme. So there's two types of stands in the show. There's space only and shell schemes generally, and the bigger show. And those that just do space only, they will have build their own walls and have like, you know, a contractor do all of that. So they're allowed to go in earlier usually. And then uh um shell scheme are usually allowed, you know, one or two days before. Um If you want to paint your stand, you need to make sure that it is a traditional build. So it's a wooden wall because sometimes they don't do wooden walls, but they have those kind of plastic boards which you can't paint, uh, in which case you would have to get the organizers to clad your stand in wood or you have to bring your own cladding. Um, So there's a lot of things to consider when you book your stand and how you want it to look. It's also one of the reasons why I think it's so good to visit because you can see what other people have done. You know, um, it's it's a good way to learn. And if you go at a quiet time, people are generally really happy to share how they've done something. Because so you're not going to go and copy exactly what they do. But if you ask, "Oh, what did? How did you get that cladding on your stand?" No one, very few people would say, "Oh, I don't want to tell you." You know?
0: Yeah thank you it definitely sounds like there's a lot to think about because you also mentioned earlier um buyers been able to see how your product would maybe fit in a store so is would you recommend that stanza um you, you lay your products out as they as they might be in a store whether that's on a shelf or a card rack if they're cards do you recommend going into that level of detail um if they're cards i think
1: everyone knows how to display a card But if you have a product like um, muslin, I know muslins, I know, is quite a challenge to like display. (laughs) So, you know, then you might have to consider it if they are packed in a box. It's obviously a bit easier. But if they're like just with a belly band, you might want to, you know, showcase how you would. You know, you might want to bring instead of one of that product, you might want to bring six and put them in a basket or hang them on a show, You know, on a hook if that's how you envision it to just help buyers picture it in their shop. Um, I definitely think it's good to mock up your display at home somehow and take photos because the first time you set up your first show you will be faffing a lot more than you think you will be faffing. Um, And everything will take longer than you think it will. So like setting it up at home, taking detailed picture of where things go. That way you can also think, oh, actually it looks a bit empty. Let me bring a couple of extra for there. That sort of thing. So I think practicing and setting it up at home is a good, is advisable. But to be honest, all these kind of logistic things I find small business owners are really good at like I see them all figuring it out it's more that they forget that you know what happens during the show and what happens after the show because those are the scarier bits right we get I don't know but a lot of us are very good at getting into the detail and you know envisioning what color wall we will have but when you start thinking, oh, how will I sell my products when buyers come up to me? That's a lot scarier. So people don't prepare for that bit as much. They prefer,
0: often, I oh, well, that's what I've seen anyway. <laughs> that's really interesting thank you and I hope that's really reassuring um because I did get quite a lot of questions about shells and logistics so I hope that's really reassuring everyone that actually um, you've you've got this like that it will be fine (laughs) so I hope that
1: I'm confident that most of you will be good at it and you know people are happy to share you know uh, of course there's people like me but other brands that you know like that's not copying anyone like people are generally quite happy to share where they can you can get you know a bookshelf or whatever it might be um you know you can get advice on that in facebook groups and all sorts um but when it comes to the selling and the like, actual reason why you're there that is something people often figure that they will figure out on the day so I think it's better you know like I think it's definitely something to consider
0: and, and on the selling side are there any do you have any hints or advice or, or even just things you think people you could say okay if you've got these things you're going to be fine well the catalog is one thing but
1: another thing is just you know being able to talk about your products you probably know your products really really well but you know Think about what is important to the buyers. Make sure that it's prominent what you do and make it sure that it's easy to look through your range, like having pack sizes and wholesale prices and recommended retail prices, easy to hand, so that they can see it. If you're busy talking to someone else, think about what questions you're going to ask them. Practice them out loud, you know, to find out more about their business so your follow-up can be better Um, if they kind of stop and glance, like don't, you know, they don't want to be pounced, but they also don't want to be ignored. So you may make sure you greet people, eye contact, smile at them. Like the smile goes a long way, stopping people. If you're not that kind of cheeky person that will stop people in the aisles, at least smile at people when they walk by in the aisles and they might linger slightly longer and then, you know, open up the conversation with a question um and I think a a lot of creators that bit is uncomfortable to think about so I think it's really important to talk about it before a show
0: thank you that is really good advice and yeah I mean for myself I think I would feel quite daunted if I was in that situation where I'm at a stand and I have to sell to people so I guess yeah but I think to reassure everyone you know your products so well you know you 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 will be fine there won't be questions as long as you're prepared there aren't going to be any questions that you can't answer
1: no absolutely and if it's something that you haven't heard of you just like say oh let me make a note of it and I'll get back to you or ask them what do you mean you know people are generally quite happy to chat on these things there's nothing that you can't deal with while you're there and you will get more and more comfortable the more people you speak to and you will probably find that you get more direct with qualifying them when they come to the stand as like they you know the show goes on basically
0: <laughs> yeah and I like what you said about asking them questions as well and finding a bit about more of them and what they're looking for because I think it can be tempting when you're in like a sales environment to talk about what you have rather than asking the other person okay so where are you from and what are you looking for and i think a lot bit yeah. of that goes a long way as well yeah for sure
1: and you know if you can make notes about it so you can follow include that in your follow up so that that can be really personal even better
0: thank you and something else like you I, you mentioned this a few minutes ago i picked up on it because it was a question i had to ask you because when i was wandering around a trade show i noticed that i don't know if it was 50/50 but definitely some of the stands I went to had prices so you could see the Mm. price of each product some didn't do you have a a view on that I prefer prices
1: it's helpful for the buyer it's also helpful for you to come across really like you know your products because like unless you have like one price point inevitably you will get flustered during conversations so like by having them there you can say you know Oh, that's retail said that the wholesale price is that the pack size is that without having to go and look it up on a price sheet and, you know, lose too much eye contact or start faffing around with your catalog or your iPad or whatever it might be. But it will make the whole selling process a lot smoother if you have it out to hand. Um I have worked on stands, where we don't necessarily have that because, for example, I used to sell books and they obviously have the RRP on the book. So we wouldn't have the cost price there. Also, you have so many books, so it's a bit hard, but you learn the key price points and we would have an iPad system, but I much prefer it when it's right in front of you.
0: That makes sense. Because I guess as well, if someone just wants to find out the price of something, but you're tied up because maybe there's only you on the stand, then they can still get what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also makes me think, as I've said that, and I'm sorry, I haven't prepared you for this question, but do you recommend having someone with you if it's a trade show or, um, or that you do
1: it yourself? I mean, definitely for set up a breakdown, it's nice if you can get some help. At the stand, it depends on who's gonna, you know, are they gonna be as passionate about your products? Are they gonna know your products enough? And also, are you you know, if you get a friend involved, are you guys going to find it more comfortable to stand there and talk to each other instead of being approachable by other people? So it really depends on your personality, I think, and also what how big of a space you're getting um you know you you will get to know your stand build uh, neighbors if you have to go to the loo or go and pick up a coffee you guys will cover for each other um so you can do it yourself so it really depends on how you feel more comfortable but I I do see people go with a friend and then they stay there and they have very in-depth conversation about things that so that it's you know they're not as
0: approachable (laughs) that makes sense I guess it's just a case of knowing yourself and
1: it's the same as like you know do not bring your laptop and sit in front and look down on your laptop the whole time or on your phone the whole time that is really not why you're at the show you're there to meet people so then you need
0: to be approachable thank you um you've shared so many things about exhibiting thank you so much I have just a few more if that's okay yeah Um, one is do you need to think about any um, I'm going to say legal requirements legal might not be the right word so for example do you need any specific insurance if you want to attend a trade show for example so you will need
1: insurance and the shows won't let you exhibit without it so either so basically the way they do it they usually charge you for the insurance and then if you send them your like public liability insurance certificate they usually credit you for that insurance so you never end up paying it but they need you to have that because legally they may need to check that everyone has it so you need that uh if you're going to get someone to help you or you you know any during build up and breakdown no one under 16 can be in in the exhibition hall so you know if you think you can get your 15 year old in to help you set up and paint the stand that's not gonna work um but otherwise i mean you don't need much there otherwise it's just You know, if you have people with you, make sure that you're insured and they are insured to work on the stand and uh, yeah, the public liability
0: you need to showcase that you have. That's really useful. Thank you. Because I guess if if nothing else, it's another cost that people may not have thought about. So I did want to check on that. Thank you. It's a lot cheaper to get it not get the stand one but to have it already and
1: to be honest if you're at the stage where you are wholesaling and you're wanting to wholesale you should have a public liability insurance anyway so you probably
0: have it yeah thank you Okay, so I have one final question, if that's okay. And it's quite a big one. So um, (laughs) don't worry if you can, if you um, can't think of one, but what is your top advice for anyone considering exhibiting at a trade show? I usually say one piece, but I don't want to hold you to one (laughs) if you have more.
1: Uh, I definitely think practice selling beforehand. Don't forget about the whole selling conversation. Really think about how you're going to be talking about your products if you're unsure. I think it's really worth having some help with it. Um, I know it's one of those things like people think, Oh, I don't want to spend extra money, but you know, it is worth being prepared. I definitely see a huge difference in the result people get when they haven't had any help and when you know people that I worked with for six months leading up to the show or four months before the show and a couple of months after the way they really you know focus on the selling so I definitely think you are there to sell make sure that you
0: have a plan for that that's really helpful. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for everything you've shared, because there's there's a there's a lot. But I think for anyone even considering a trade show, even if it's a year or two down the line, I think this is so valuable. Thank you so much. Well, for sure, because they can go and visit then.
1: <laughs> now, you know, even if you don't even want to do one yet, you know, go and visit one. It's fun.
0: I think so. And I think even if you don't ever intend to exhibit at one, I think yeah. it's such a good place for inspiration. For sure. And just to see other people
1: in the industry and you know, go with another small business owner and have a day out. It's fun.
0: <laughs> definitely. I re- I really enjoy my day. I'm I'm all for it. I'm recommending that everyone goes if they have a chance. There's also lots of
1: talks and stuff, you know, to go and listen to, like with advice about, you know, running a business. So definitely you can
0: get a lot out of going. I don't think it's a wasted day out. I don't. And I should also mention that they are free to attend as well. If oh, just yes. Wander around.
1: <laughs> yes, they are free. If they're in the UK, they're free. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you so much for having me.